Hello and welcome to the Let's Plan Your Wedding podcast. We are in season two, the vendor phase, and today we are talking about videography. I have a lot to say about this topic as a former wedding videographer myself, although I am so lucky to be joined by my good friend and wedding expert, Will Cook. Let's dive in. I think the reason why video is so important is that after the flowers are gone, after the cake's been eaten, all that's left is the memories. And those memories are fading. They change over time. But with video, you're able to watch it back. You're able to feel how you felt. That's Will Cook, founder of Kindlewood Films. His company has been a premier wedding videography company in the Bay Area for over 10 years. He's based out of Santa Cruz, California, but films weddings all over, from Lake Tahoe down to Big Sur. Kenwood Films provides wedding videography services for couples really looking for a cinematic and story-based film. And if you're here and you're on the fence about needing wedding videography, you may want to understand the difference between the deliverables of what you get with photography and what you get with videography. I think photography does an excellent job at capturing all the small details of the day and those singular moments. But video just allows you to expand upon that and really feel like what it was like in that moment by watching it back. I think the most obvious difference between them is video can capture movement and also sound. So to get that audio requires a little bit of foresight and really planning ahead. Oftentimes that means coordinating with the DJ to get a feed from them for the ceremony and the toast. For the first look, we oftentimes put a little lapel mic on the groom. And also for the ceremony, we put a small lapel mic on the groom and the officiant. So videography companies on their website that have highlight videos of not only the best moments visually, but also the best sound bites from the day use specialized audio recording equipment, not just camera audio from those moments, which requires a bit of coordination. This can add great depth and personalization to your films. I would say we offer two different types of films. The first being the cinematic film, which is why I started doing video production that has time shifting, it's very well color corrected, there's a lot of time spent to craft a custom story. And on the other hand, we also offer what I like to call more of the documentary style. So the documentary style films are like your ceremony film, your toast film, maybe your formal dances film. And these films are exactly what they sound like. They're those full events from start to finish, captured from several cameras, which could be anywhere from three to five cameras, synced up audio sources from your DJ, as well as little lapel mic on the groom and the officiant. So it's just the entire event versus like little snippets of those events. What you are likely used to seeing online is the first one we'll just mentioned. He called it a cinematic film or a compilation or highlight video, a video with music and highlights of all the best moments of the day from those moments of prep all the way through to the send off. And some companies include audio clips in that cinematic film, like Kindlewood, and some make it more like a music video without any audio. Every company has different length films and likely have different packages. Will, what packages do you offer your couples? Really, our base package includes a three to five minute highlight film and raw footage. Our second package includes a five to seven minute film, a ceremony and toast film, as well as raw footage. And our third package includes a three to five minute film, a 12 to 15 minute film, ceremony and toasts, as well as raw footage. Now that we understand a few components of event filmmaking, let's go back to the beginning. What should a couple do to prepare for calling a prospective videographer? Before a couple reaches out, I'd encourage them to watch many samples from as many 
video production companies as they can handle. During that time, they should be thinking about why did they like the films and also why did they not like others? Did they like how much dialogue was in the film? Did they like that it was more of a music video? Did they like the color correction? Did they like the storytelling aspect? Once a couple has decided on kind of the style that they're looking for, I would say try to talk to your top three video production companies and get to know them, right? Would you go get a drink with this person? Do they seem like friendly, casual? Are they going to fit in and blend seamlessly into your wedding? And when in the wedding planning process do you recommend couples reach out? So I would say anywhere from around nine months to six months before is when we receive the bulk of our inquiries. If videography is really important for your wedding, I'd highly encourage you to book out even more. Everything is possible. I would just say that you're going to have a greater likelihood of finding a videographer that matches your style and fits within your budget the further out you book, as with most vendors. How do you help couples determine what package is right for them? Oftentimes, I'll tell couples who only have a few events in their wedding day that they probably don't need a longer film. In fact, your three to five minute film is going to be much more entertaining than a 12 to 15 minute film. If you aren't doing personal vows, you aren't doing a first look, maybe you're only having one or two toasts. Frankly, I'd rather sell you a shorter film. You're going to be happier with it at the end of the day. But for those couples who are doing full day coverage, they have a lot of events, a lot of dialogue and a lot of emotional content. I would highly recommend you consider doing a long film. And of course, budget is often a main component. But as Will is saying, the scope of your wedding may also determine what makes sense, as well as what you want. There are multiple ways to enjoy your wedding film back. Most of your guests are only going to want to watch a five-minute film. Maybe your close friends are going to want to watch that 12 to 15. But the other hand, you have probably relatives who are really interested in watching these full events back. So that's really why there's all these different offerings. And I tell couples, try to decide up front if you can, like what is your priority with your wedding film? Is it to sit down for an hour or is it to just watch, you know, every month for three minutes and that's it? I will say because I hear it constantly, we're never going to watch our wedding film. I couldn't disagree more. Like Will is saying that highlight film is so enjoyable for everyone and longer, more sentimental content like your ceremony or your toast film those can be a great tradition to watch on your anniversary with a glass of champagne. That's what I do. Now let's talk about a few things to look out for in the industry. Unlike wedding photography, which is usually built around a single person's name and brand, videography companies are usually set up to be a production team. So a great question to ask the person on the phone that absolutely no one seems to ask is who exactly is showing up to shoot your wedding? As wedding videography has gained a lot of popularity, there's been a significant number of companies that have popped up uh, in the industry. We like to call them volume companies. These companies are oftentimes shooting 50 to 100, sometimes even more weddings a year. And the way that they're able to do that is by outsourcing everything. So that means who's showing up to the wedding. Oftentimes they're going to take weddings before they've even booked a shooter or know who's going to shoot it. And on the back end, they're going to be outsourcing the editing to somebody who wasn't at the wedding day or has nothing to do with you as a couple. So ask a company how many weddings they shoot a year. Get a sense for whether they are a small boutique brand or a global volume-based company. And if you're talking to someone on the phone, ask who they are. Are they a sales rep or are they the founder and owner of the company? One of the risks with going with a volume company is that it's hard to assess the quality they're going to provide you in your wedding video from their portfolio. Most of the time, the 20 samples they have on their website are going to be shot by 20 different people. And those are the best of the best. So you got to figure if they're shooting 100 to 200 weddings a year, 
there is 90 plus percent of those that are not seeing the light of day. And the other risk would be that you're a number to them. And unless they have their systems very well run, you may be sent a day of wedding shooter who is less skilled or not as vetted as they should be. There are companies out there who are literally booking weddings without knowing who's going to shoot that wedding. I see these posts all the time on Facebook groups. Hey, in desperate need, have this wedding, you know, on this day, I have this other wedding on this day at this time. It's like, yes, emergencies happen. It's mission critical that everybody has a backup team in place. But at the same time, you shouldn't be taking advantage of that. You shouldn't be, you know, faking emergencies or coming up with excuses as to why you, the owner, couldn't be at the event. So if you're talking to a volume company, be sure you trust their systems for outsourcing your wedding. The benefit is often that they are much less expensive. So know that that's the trade-off. Perhaps the video is less technically advanced. Maybe it provides less coverage or is a shorter film deliverable. Maybe it's more cookie cutter or doesn't provide audio. Or perhaps the shooter on your day of isn't the owner of the company and the editor for the film may not have been there on site for your event. If you're talking to a boutique brand, in general, you should be getting the owner. And if the owner is unavailable, they should be able to say for sure who their replacement will be. If this is the case, ask if any of the videos on their portfolio were shot by their replacement for shooter. Or ask if there's another way that you can see the work of the person who's going to be filming the day of. Someone like Will has trusted relationships with other highly capable wedding videographers and would be able to provide links to work they had shot. And also an assurance that his oversight is still there, even if he has a life event that day or even has an emergency. I think it's very important that whatever company you're hiring, you really have trust and you've evaluated their reputation to capture the day. Do your due diligence, look at the reviews, you know, maybe even go so far as to talk to a previous couple and as to what their experience was like. Another common question here is how do video and photo work together on the day of? So I usually kind of let them take the lead. And then once they're done getting their shots, I'll pop in and just get a couple few quick ones. But I also know that there are some videography companies out there who are kind of used to running the show. So it's important when you're talking to your videographer to just discuss, hey, how do you like to work with photographers? Do you need to reach out to them beforehand? And over the years, I think it, we've developed an approach that has allowed us to really seamlessly integrate with them and have a really fun collaborative experience. It shouldn't be a competition where, hey, like, why were you in the middle? Like at this portion, I thought we talked about being over here. It's like, you know, you're on the same page. And ultimately, a good photographer is going to want your videographer to succeed. And a good videographer is going to want your photographer to succeed. But what about those documentary style films? If you've been paid to shoot full coverage of the ceremony, do you need the photographers to not be in your way? My approach always for weddings is to have redundancy. I want the photographer to be able to go wherever they want. I understand they need to get their shots too. So really it's about communication. It's about talking with the photographer before the ceremony. Hey, where do you think you're going to be for the processional? Where are you going to be for the ring exchange or the kiss? And we've both shot these events so many times. We have kind of a choreographed approach to it and I'm sure they do as well. Other questions to ask is to understand what happens after the wedding. Do you get any chance for revisions or is your video simply delivered to you? And also, how do you select the music? I'll usually recommend that they give us a list of five to 10 songs for us to pick from. Uh, other companies feel that it's very important that they pick the music. They know the day best. They were there. Um, I don't necessarily align with that because I think at the end of the day, the couple has to live with this wedding film for the rest of their life. So they should be getting a say. Um, and then there are other couples who 
you know, want us to pick something, put it in the film and afterwards change it. I would say it's a little bit tricky. And as a videographer, that request is a little bit hard to handle sometimes. But at the end of the day, I want to give couples a red carpet experience. I'm happy to change the music out and do whatever it takes to make you a happy couple. Okay. Can you demystify what raw footage is and if couples should want raw footage? So I think raw footage is something that completely polarizes the wedding videography industry. The reason for that is because what we deliver, we want to think of it being this like polished, perfect product. And raw footage is not that. It's maybe some footage that's a little bit out of focus or there's some technical aspects to it that aren't perfect. There was a reason why we couldn't put that clip in the film. But I think on the other hand, a lot of these shots have immense value to couples. Sure, maybe the shot was just a little bit out of focus, but to them, maybe they're able to see one shot of their grandmother who's now passed away that didn't make it into the their cinematic film. And I think that's the reason why I've always delivered it because couples find value in it that I don't. So I would say early on in your planning process, try to decide if raw footage is a deal breaker because there are some companies out there who just don't offer it. And I totally respect that because I see the technical side of it. Um, on the other hand, there are companies out there that offer it as an add-on. And then like us, I offer it with every package just because I want couples to get as much value out of it, whether they're purchasing just a short film or they're purchasing several films. Okay. And the last topic, backing up your footage once it's delivered. So definitely ask your videographer about how to download the videos if it's not obvious on whatever Vimeo or YouTube they're giving you. If you've opted for raw footage and they send you some sort of a digital link, such as a Dropbox or a Google Drive, it's really important that you download those files. I mean, I can't express it enough. I have 10 years worth of weddings sitting on a Dropbox account that if I ever stopped paying for that Dropbox, those files are gone. If that means that you need help from the videographer to put them on a hard drive or you sign up for a Dropbox premium plan, whatever it takes, make sure that you have a copy of those files. Awesome. And there was one other money-saving idea Will had that I wanted to share. If you're on a tight budget, one of the things I would say is look outside of the wedding market that you're actually in. That means that if videography is very important to you, but you don't have a lot of money, you might look at somebody who is a couple hundred miles away, pay the couple hundred dollar travel fee because you're able to save so much on their base fee. We're based in the San Francisco Bay Area, so I feel like we're able to charge a premium. Whereas I know people who are in the Central Valley whose rates are a few thousand dollars less for almost the same service. Obviously that takes time and a lot of research, but you can find some ripping deals if you put in the time. I love that advice because I am so passionate about wedding films. And I know for many couples, it's a stretch financially. So they cut it out altogether. But I would encourage you to really consider it because that footage lasts a lifetime and beyond. I think video is also important due to the legacy aspect, the ability that you can look back on what your parents' wedding was like or your grandparents was like. Video wasn't around as much as it is today, but for my kids and their kids to be able to look back on my wedding is pretty powerful. And I think at the accessibility price point that video is at, there really isn't a reason to at least set up an iPhone or set up a few cameras just to get the footage because even if you don't necessarily find it mission critical at this point, your legacy will most likely want to look back on these moments to see who you were on this momentous day. That's all for now. Good luck and I'll see you next time. <laughs>